Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode. On this episode, Kimberly is going to tell us about a condition that she recently found out that she has. Uh, I'm looking forward to learn about this because I know nothing about it. And uh, yeah, so hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks, Angie. So, a lot of people I've discovered have more than one, like, condition other than their disability. Um, so, if this is you, listen up. I had this intuition. First of all, my intuition is very deep. And I just, I have known at least one person, if not more, who have to, because of their eye condition, who have to take other precautions other than their disability. And this doesn't have to be related to eye. It can just be related to any disability because that's what we are. We're, we've, we've also focus on disabilities and such. So I just had this feeling that like I needed to find out how my heart and eyes are linked because I was born with heart problems and I was born with eye problems and I have other stuff going on and I just wanted to know you know like I just have this feeling like I need to know I I know something is up with that and so I started going to a geneticist and they did run a a minor scan which they thought I might have, but I never, but I did not. And then COVID came and this kind of went on the back burner. And so I found out I have a syndrome in last February called OFCD syndrome. And this is the, um, this means optical, facial, um, cardiac dental syndrome and I was like floored because I knew I had heart problems I knew I had eye problems but I never thought of facial or dental problems so basically I will um, this is fatal in boys so that was interesting and I did research and they told me, my geneticist told me because they actually did a more extensive test. And I want to say that we had to put in a request to insurance to cover this, but I pretty much, they pretty much accepted the request because of all of my 
health history. And they told me that this syndrome was very rare. And I said, how rare? They're like one in a million. So I went on the computer and I looked it up and including me, there's 21 cases worldwide. And this is just like, I thought about it and there's probably more that people who didn't get genetic testing don't know anything about having this. And so that's why I wanted to do an episode. I was talking to Angie. I'm like, I kind of want to make this known to people because I knew nothing about it. I found out at 37 years old, went uh, 37 years throughout my life not knowing I had this. So if any of this that I'm going to go through sounds like something you have, um, go to a geneticist, see if you have it. Just pre be prepared that you might not have it or be prepared that you do. And if you do, just know, like, this is a genetic anomaly. And I can't remember what gene it is, but it is not passed down from parents or relatives which is really weird because I always found, I always thought that my eye condition was passed down through relatives and my heart condition was passed down through relatives. And when I found this out that it was not passed down, it's just a me thing. I kind of joked around. I was like, it's um to my family, to my parents. I was like, it's not, it's not you, it's me, you know, like, um, the, the cliche of breaking up with someone, you know, I tried to make it lighthearted. Right. So it's not, so, so it's not recessive then. Correct. Yeah. That's the word. Cause usually when you think of like, Oh, it's genetic. Like you think of like recessive, like for example, somebody with retinitis pigmentosa, you know, it is recessive because like, you know, either their family has it, or they could be the only ones that have it, but their parents carry the gene for it, you know? Um, or there's people in their family who have more than one sibling that something in eye condition. Right, so I mean, that's just an example that I'm just putting out there just because I've spoken to people who have RP, None of us have RP, but I'm just saying this just because, like, it seems very common that the people that I've met with RP, like, it either runs in their family or they're the only ones that have it because their parents carry a gene for it. Yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting. The O stands for ocular, and that affects the eyes. So the first thing is it affects, it, you can have eyelid droopage, which is the only thing affecting the eyes in this syndrome that I don't have. Mind you, um, my left eye is smaller, so I do have that. 
but I never had it since birth. Like this is something that happens at birth that, you know, throughout your life, you're going to have it. So, um, the next thing is small eyes. So this could be in like smaller eyes as in the entire eye. For me, I was born with pupils the size of pinpoints. And the doctor didn't, he was like so, like, he's like, I've never seen that before. And it's probably because there was only until me 20 cases worldwide. And so they had to enlarge my pupil. So my pupil is as big as it's going to get. It's a normal size. But I do not, it doesn't dilate. So I have problems with night vision because of that fact. So that's one of the things that I have. The other one that a person with this syndrome has is prone to glaucoma and cataracts, which I have both. Mind you, you don't have to have all of these symptoms. You could have like two, you could have all of them. Like don't assume that you're gonna have all of these symptoms. For me, I had four out of five. And I was born with cataracts, which they had to remove. And then they said they wouldn't grow back and they did. And so since then, thank God I haven't had to deal with them. But I do have glaucoma, as you know. And so I was, I have that throughout life also. Yeah, wow. I um I remember you telling me how like you were sure that you just had cataracts that developed into glaucoma. And I think it's really cool that you um now kind of have like a a a sense of relief. Now you actually found that you know, it is linked. Yeah, I have answers. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And like, yeah, that's what I was trying to say, that, like, that you have answers now. And that you're not just like, well, I have vision issues plus heart issues and all these things going on with me and I don't know why. And now you have a name for it, basically. Exactly. Like, there's so many people I run into that are like, well, what what is your eye condition? And it's like, I've been through so many surgeries that I've mentioned in episode four. And it's like, well, I have glaucoma, but I've had this, I've had this. And it's like this long winded answer that other people can like you can just say like, I have RP. Well, I don't have RP. I and have ROP. It's different. ROP. Yes. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I can say, oh, I have ROP, and so, like, I know people who have my eye condition, for example, but the most of the people that have my eye condition that I have met are total. Um, mm -hmm. 
I've rarely have ever met anybody who um, has some vision. And now I do. I've met people that have some vision. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But anyway, go on. So it's just like I was right, you know? So I was just floored, like, getting this answer. And so for the face, um, so ocular facial. For the face, this has broad nose um, bridge. So, like, right when your nose starts by your eyes, that's when your nose is, like, broader. And for me, it's, like, I have a normal face. Like, it was never, like, it was never something anyone noticed. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't noticeable. Until that this answer. Mm -hmm. And my mom looked at my face. She's like, you do have that. And my nose is broad so that my, the corners of my eyes are right at my nose. I don't know if that's just a me thing or it's because my nose is broader towards my eyes. So it was like, oh, you're right. I never thought of that. So I have that. So you can also have a cleft or lip palette. So for me, I didn't have either, but I have like, I want to say a characteristic of it because for 37 years when they make you say, ah, the doctor and look at your throat and stuff, no doctor picked it up until my geneticist looked. I mean, he had, like, this full exam. And he noticed that my uvula was split. And that is not normal. But it's also sort of the beginning of maybe a cleft palate or a cleft Oh, lip. wow. And that does run in my, it, it has happened, the cleft palate in my family. So there's that, but again, this doesn't run in the family. Also, I have a long or a narrow face, and this isn't something that's, like I mentioned with the broad nose that people don't notice or pick out or think it's strange. That's just how my face is shaped. But that's an indicator of this syndrome too. Something that my family and I consider unique is that on both my feet, one is more filled than the other. I have webbed toes and that is a characteristic that can happen with this syndrome and it's the like the pointer toe and the index toe on both my I know 
I, um, it's unique and I kind of, you know, are like, hey, you know, look at this. And my family gives me a hard time, but I've been told that it stems from royalty. So I'm like, I'm royal, so whatever. But funny story is when I was in high school, we had like crazy sock day. And back then, those toe socks. And so I wore them. I never wore them before, but I had these like striped toe socks and then the toes were different colors. <laughs> and so that was for spirit week. And I wore them and I kept like feeling uncomfortable in that area of the foot. I'm like, what is going on? And I took them off and here they were digging in because I have webbed toes and my family laughs because they're like, oh my gosh, you know, and so that's kind of a funny story about my webbed toes and stuff. And I always make sure to be like, hey, look at my toes, you know, mm -hmm. isn't this crazy? So that can be something that goes along with the drum, but again, it's not something that everyone has, and it's more rare than the other things that I'm going to go through. So the next one is C for cardiac. And for me, I had a coarctation. I had heart surgeries when I was an infant and when I was small. And when I was and had the second heart surgery, they found out that I had three holes in my heart and they had to sew them up and that is called a coarctation. And this happens in the lining of your heart. And this is one of the signs of this syndrome. Also, valve problems like for me I always thought that I had an aortic septal defect but recently when I've seen a adult cardiologist he said I had a aortic septal defect so it's a different chamber of the heart and for me it is where the top two chambers, so for the blood to flow, it flows down into the lungs and gets filtered and back to the heart. Well, for me, there is a vein that they tried to close off when I was a baby, but it just wouldn't close that connects the two top chambers of the heart and the blood only flows back and forth. So I've been mostly fine. I had some, like, I had some accommodations in school with gym class because of my heart. And I get winded a lot easier and stuff like that. So I have those two things, but there's, like, eight different heart problems that you can have like valve problems and different problems that I'm not going to go into but 
these are problems that can be associated with this syndrome. And one thing I'd like to mention is, so last October, I had what's called SVT. Oh, let's see. Um, basically, it's where your heart beats too fast, and then it just goes into back into rhythm. And it just happens out of nowhere. It's not a panic attack or anything like that. So I wound up going to my cardiologist and they did a heart monitor and they found out that I had that. And in order to help that or get rid of it, they had to put catheters like in my legs and in my neck and try to find the signal that was happening that was making my pulse go wonky and they fixed it but they had to like freeze where it was in that chain in that vein and like been fine but it is funny and this is relevant because I during the surgery they typically have to put a hole between the chambers in case the signal is coming from the chamber on the other side because they start on one side and then if it's not on that side they go to the other side and instead of having to go through that chamber, they just went through that vein that I grew in between. And so it kind of goes to show that it was meant to be there and that later in my future that because of this, the... Uh, the doctors would be able to, the surgeon would be able to just go through that vein to help that. Oh, wow. So they had to go through that vein instead of having to put a hole between the chambers to get to the signal for my heart. So it was just like someone up there knew what they were doing because... I would need that in the future to help this. And through that vein, they found the signal on the other side of my heart. And I just remembered what it was called. It was called supraventricular tachycardia that I had. And thankfully, I was on a heart monitor. I did not like it because I could not lay like on my side or my stomach or something I had it on for 48 hours which isn't anything new to me because I've had one on before I don't think it was on for 48 hours though but thankfully that helped me in the long run so the last part the D stands for dental and I never in my wildest dreams that I would have anything dental 
wrong, like under this syndrome. I had dental work where one of the things that's with this syndrome is stubborn movement of the teeth. And when I look back at it in hindsight, I had braces on for six and a half years and like no one has that that long. And so I was just like, hey, that, I was just like, I guess that explains it for me having them that long because this syndrome makes the teeth stubborn to move. Also, delayed falling out. For me, it was basically at the right times, pretty much, but it took a while for all of them to fall out. So that explains that. And then you also can have long roots, and I'm talking a lot longer than the average root. That's interesting. Wow. When I grew up and my baby teeth came out, my mom, like, joked because the root was so long that she's like, what is that? Go to your tonsils or your sinuses or what? I've never seen that before. So it explains that. And thankfully... I have never gotten wisdom teeth, knock on wood. I I could still get them, but my dentist said at this point, if I don't have them, you won't get them. That's and so I lucky. always joked, oh my gosh, I know. I've heard like horror stories, and yes. And I always joke that I was wise enough not to get them. <laughs> You are so but, lucky because I had to get mine removed and not a good time. Yeah, it sucks. That's what I hear. And I think about that. And growing up, I was like, yeah, I've heard it's very painful. I'm not looking forward to that. But I feel like I was spared because of this. Having this syndrome and having long roots, which is what I have. Because that would have been absolutely horrible to get my wisdom teeth out with the long roots and the dentist I go to just recently did x-rays and she was blown like blown because she said she's never seen roots that long and I was never told this like growing up I was never told I had abnormally long roots. And she said my roots are three to four times longer than the average root. And I was talking to someone and they said, if I needed my wisdom teeth out, the equipment probably wouldn't even go that far. That is crazy. Which, yeah. Yeah. So knocking on wood glad that that didn't happen and if this happened to someone who is listening to this that discovers or know that they've had this syndrome my heart goes out to you definitely 
And I'd like to know how long it took to heal or what the process was. Like, was it shocking for you to find out? Were you like, oh my god, I didn't know I had this? Or were you like, oh wow, I'm relieved that I have answers? I was like, I believe I'm so glad that I have answers. Because it answered my feeling. And I love being right. And when I have a feeling of something wrong with my body, I have always been right. I look into it and I dig until I know that they find the answer and then we fix it. For me, it's like, I'd rather like waiting for answers, not knowing is harder than having answers like that awful anticipation of waiting to get like results and things like that not knowing is almost worse than mm-hmm. knowing and for me I was like strangely happy like elated excited it it affected me kind of I was kind of moody for like an hour but after that I was like you know this explains everything and I felt like it was I was it was meant to be I was meant to know this this is this was my purpose and I laid in bed last night thinking of it and smiling and thinking this was my purpose I can't explain why I felt that but I was just so happy finding this out Mm -hmm. what would you do if you knew you had this? Um, good question. I think, if I think if I didn't know that I had this, I think I would feel relieved that there's answers, you know, like, that there's an explanation to why my body is the way that it is, you know? Do you think you'd look into it or just accept having some of these issues and be like, that's strange, I guess I have these issues. I might look into it just because I'm curious, I think. I think that's what I would do mm-hmm. also. But I also would be like, well, I am relieved that I have answers now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like I wanted to know also a reason I wanted to know if I had something wrong was in case I needed treatment or in case I needed to be doing something that I didn't know I needed to do, like change my diet or take more iron or vitamins because in the future, whatever could happen along with things that are wrong with me now. I didn't want to find out after the fact. Mm -hmm. Oh, now you have this. And it's like, well, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. But the last thing is enamel problems with your enamel in your teeth. Like, your enamel is bad, which I don't have. That's all I have for all the symptoms that I remember in have and looked up so it just 
blows my mind that it's only 20 people worldwide. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. And so that's kind of a thing where I can be like, yeah, I'm unique, I'm such and such. And But then again, if people are like, so what's your eye condition? I also still need to go with this long-winded answer because no one knows what OFCD is. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. But at least you have an answer. And you're not just like, well, I have glaucoma that was caused by cataracts, you know? Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. I, I learned something new today. Well, exactly. And I want our listeners to be like, I could have this. I want to look into it. And if you do, just know that insurance might not cover it. You might need to appeal it. And that it's nothing that's genetic. So if you get the answers, your family doesn't need to worry. And it could be one or most of these things. And if it is most of these things and even one thing, hit us up. I want to know if... in especially that it's 20 people worldwide. My doctor asked me if I wanted to look up a support group. And I was like, sure. Cause at the time, like it was, I was getting all this information. It was like, why not? He's like, Oh, there's no support groups. And then I looked at the statistics and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, someone could be in Europe. Someone could be in Canada. Someone could be in, South America, you know, anyone could be of those 20 other people could be anywhere in the world. And that's why I like also that we are international to get this word out and hopefully have others find that they have this too, if they want this answer, or if you know of someone and it's, it's it runs in females only that could have this pass on the knowledge and if someone had a boy and doesn't know they have this I feel really bad because it's fatal in boys like the boys don't survive past birth I would imagine considering it's fatal in boys so unfortunately if there are boys who had this there's no way of knowing and that reduces the statistics most likely too. Oh wow. Is there anything else that you want to say about this or anything else that you want to add that you haven't? Not that I can think of. I don't want people to pity me. I mean you can relate or empathize or try to understand but this did not affect me negatively. It hasn't. I mean, it's only been since February. But I'm happy, I know. And it's it's fine I'm with it. There's more things that I'm worried about more than this syndrome. And it happened at birth. So it's not something that you grow into having this syndrome. And also, it says... 
the only the information I found the only thing that you have to worry about is getting your eyes checked and having a cardiologist with this syndrome so you can get the treatment you need okay all right well thank you Kimberly I learned things that I didn't know about before and thank you so much for talking about this I'm glad that you were able to find the answers that you needed and that we can talk about this because it's a very rare occurrence for people to have this condition this concludes our episode for today we hope that you learned something new like I did and that you enjoyed this episode it was very knowledgeable so yeah um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts so feel free to shoot us a message or you know slide into our DMs and let us know what you want to hear about next um, if there's any topics that we haven't covered yet anything blindness related or not I mean, it could be, like, anything about ourselves, I guess. Like, we could talk about hobbies or just anything, I guess. Mainly blindness-related things. So, I mean, if you have any questions regarding blindness, let us know. Hit us up. And you can also email us. This is what blind looks like pod at gmail.com. And don't forget about our Patreon. Yep, please support the Patreon. Thank you guys so much once again, and we'll see you next time. Bye!